What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast here in late April 2022. And I'm answering a listener question today. We're just doing one question in today's show. And uh, I'll see how deep in the weeds I get, but it probably won't be too long of a show. Um, If you guys have a question you want answered for the podcast, just go over to stoltzfit.com slash contact, and you can shoot your question there or anything. You know, you can send me a hate message or uh, any kind of message you want. Hopefully not a hate message, but you can contact me there and we can get in touch and kind of work through your own fitness goals and your own fitness questions. Today's question comes from a listener who's asking about how to pass the army physical fitness test. So kind of a specific question, but I'm going to kind of broaden it over into a more general question about how to pass fitness tests because I've got this question before for different things, firefighting tests, um, different more specialty military tests like army rangers, things like that. We're going to be talking about specifically um, how to pass these kind of tests and um, the things to consider as you're preparing some kind of program or plan for doing so. That's today's topic. Even if you guys don't have some kind of test like this coming up, hopefully the principles are going to help guide you in your own training. And as you train for certain things, uh, you're hopefully able to apply these things and uh, realize the importance of things you should be focusing on. Uh, We'll dive into it here in a little bit. Let's get started today's show, uh, Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I actually didn't check what episode this is, but I think it's 427. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Back with another episode here on a Monday, April, uh, what is it here, 20-something, 20, 20 April 20-something. 20 it's April 25 today. And here in North Dakota, we actually still have snow on the ground. It was completely melted. We had some nice spring days, and then it kind of got really cold again and got some snow, but um, it's going to be gone by a couple days' time, so nothing too crazy just something else to wait out here it's been kind of a weird year for weather and uh, uh, vacations aren't even cutting it trying to go to the beach here and there to you know get away from some of the cold weather but it's been kind of a rough one I am looking forward to summer and I know you guys are gonna start having a lot more of these kind of fitness questions on weight loss and looking better for summer and things like that now that we're getting warmer in all the states in the country at least in the United States and probably all over. Um, But today's question is kind of a specific one. It's not about weight loss and things like that right now. It's about how to pass the the Army physical fitness test. This is a specific question I got. I actually got this one on Instagram, but you can ask your questions at stoltzfit.com slash contact. And there are some things to consider here I wanted to get into a little bit. I am going to, like I said in the intro, broaden this topic just a little bit because I don't want to just talk to future army people here. I want to talk to all of you. And even if you don't have a test of some kind coming up, the principles of this episode are going to help you perform better in anything because it's all about um, planning and allocation of energy, right? Because you don't have... 
it, it would be great to run all the time, strength train all the time, work on your body weight movements all the time, and in the meantime, still look better and work a full-time job, right? That'd be great. But unfortunately, we have limited resources a lot of times in terms of energy and time. So you have to choose and plan and phase things properly uh, so you can achieve that end goal, which for this person is passing the Army physical fitness test. But it might be anything, right? It might be running a marathon, uh, performing a CrossFit workout really well. Maybe it's a different kind of test like an Army Ranger or a Navy SEAL or a firefighter or a police officer or something like that. Um, there's a lot of different things you could apply this to. So we're going to kind of broaden the scope here a little bit and talk about how to pass tests or be specific in your goals. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about this first because I don't really know the person that asked this question. I don't know where they're coming from or anything. But the first thing you need to do is get leaner because um, body fat is not going to benefit you unless it is a max strength test, which I know the Army physical fitness test is not. Unless it's a max strength kind of thing, you do not want to be carrying too much extra body fat. So that's the first consideration is to be leaner. Now, there are other considerations here like boot camp, um, firefighter academies, police academies, where you are going to be doing a lot of workouts, especially more intense ones like army ranger school and stuff. You do not want to be too lean because if you're too lean, you're probably going to be more at risk of injury and you're going to lose more weight as you go through those school or academies. So you kind of want to be hovering in that healthy range. So for a male, somewhere around like 15% body fat is probably what I would shoot for. Maybe maybe 12 to 15, but definitely not 10 or below. Um, you, you know, you, it's not about looking your best. It's about not getting hurt and performing your best. And if you're over 15% body fat, your cardio and conditioning is definitely going to be affected negatively. Um, but that's kind of the sweet spot where you still have some good strength. You still have some good, uh, it, it, it's nice on your joints, I guess. And it's, it's not too much weight. So try to get in that 12 to 15 range, definitely not over 15, probably not under 10 or 12. And it, that's for a male, for a female, you know, somewhere in the twenties is probably just fine below 20% body fat. You're getting pretty lean. I find it to be a bigger deal for males to kind of carry a little body fat. Um, women, of course, uh, should you know maintain healthy levels, but it's uh, not as much of an injury risk, I find. So be leaner, though, because if you're carrying a lot of extra body fat, if you're in the 20% body fat range, um, it's really going to affect your conditioning. It's going to maybe put you at risk of injury because you're carrying too much extra weight. And I think they actually recently for the specific question, the army test made the BMI guidelines a little bit more strict for the U.S. Army. So uh, you do have to keep those in consideration as well, where you kind of need a certain waist measurement or a BMI. So get leaner and follow some kind of calorie deficit because it's not about putting on muscle mass right now, right? So there's no reason you need to be in a calorie surplus. You need enough to fuel training. Um, maybe maintain your weight, maybe lose weight, but that's definitely not going to be a surplus. So some kind of deficit or close to maintenance would probably be best for calories. Um, the most important thing though, for all of this 
is going to be specific test practice. And this is really the point that I wanted to drive in with this question and make a whole episode on was because no matter what your event is, no matter what your sport is or what you have coming up, it's important to be specific to it. You do not want to be doing a strong lifts five by five program or a general fitness program, even if it's good, if your goal is to do something ultra specific, like pass a physical fitness test, go through a certain type of school or academy, or even uh, do something like run a marathon or something like that, or triathlon, right? Um, you wouldn't want to be doing a powerlifting training program if your goal is to do a triathlon or an Ironman because that's not specific to what you're going to be doing in the event. And you can think of this test as an event. Your training has to be specific because there's not going to be any better way to get better at doing a test than doing the test. And just a few times are going to actually be very, very beneficial. You're going to see huge improvements each time you do the test. So if you have a general idea of what the test is going to be, what the event's going to be, do that at least a couple times before you'd actually do the legit one, because you're going to get better at it. You're going to get practiced at it. You're going to make those neurological adaptations you need towards it. And it's going to help more than anything. So be very specific. And this kind of is in a specific sense. Like if you know uh, your fire academy test, for example, is going to be carrying a mannequin upstairs and dragging something across the floor or whatever. You can do those tests and practice in your training. And then it can be more in a general sense as well, where if you know the army test or something's very cardio based, running based, you should be specifically training for that and not for things that you think are right because fitness industry says they're right. It's more about doing what you can to improve that. So um, that's what I would say about that. That's the most important thing, specific practice for what you're going to be doing. Um, now, strength training is a very important part here. And I, again, don't know the specifics of this person's history and timelines because I think the timelines was most important here. Even with events like a marathon or a triathlon, let's go with the marathon example because a triathlon is a bit more advanced and complicated, a lot more to juggle for like a marathon. Um, strength training would really benefit somebody who is running long distances. It's going to help injury proof you. It's going to help your running performance. It's going to keep you healthy. It's going to keep you strong and retain your muscle, but there is a point where it's going to interfere. And the same is true for the army physical fitness test. Too much strength training will interfere because you're not being tested on max strength. Now it can be beneficial. You have to find that balance and the balance is usually all based on the timeline. So if you have a lot of time before you're going to be doing this thing, go ahead and do a real strength training program with some specificity towards that test built in. That's what I would probably do because the truth is cardio and conditioning, you can improve very, very fast, like probably three or four weeks. You can get to the standards you need to be if you're at all competent in that right now. So you don't have to be running for years to be good at a test or a long distance run. Uh, but strength training is taking, it takes more time, right? So if you have the time, Focus on the strength training for sure, but if you don't have as much time, like you have a couple months or less, um, I'd say three months or less as a general guideline, 
it's probably not going to add a whole lot to get 10 pounds stronger in the bench press, right? Or a squat. So what you're best off doing is one to two sessions of strength training per week as you get closer to that event or test and just use it as a way to retain muscle, uh, keep your mobility, and um, hopefully improve your performance just a little bit. But one to two sessions is going to be plenty because you're going to be having to do a lot of specific tests and you're going to be having to do a lot of running and conditioning. So dial back those strength training sessions, the frequency as you get closer to the event or test. The same goes with something like a competition in um, anything cardio-based like a marathon, a triathlon, a crossfit competition, anything like that. Less strength training, less volume as you get closer because you have to prioritize more of that energy like I was talking about towards the specific test or thing that you're going to be doing. And that is that. I think that is a good summary of what you should be focusing on. It is all about specificity. Strength training is not as much of a priority as you get closer. And uh, you're going to have to focus on conditioning probably for for all of that. Now, the three things I would focus on as you're creating your training program, and if I was creating a training program or plan for somebody, these are the things I'd be thinking about. Number one is going to be injury prevention. How do we make sure you don't get hurt, right? Which is mostly volume and load management. You don't want to be doing too much. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but you want to do an appropriate amount of exercise and activity for what you can handle. That's probably the biggest thing. And then don't do anything stupid. Um, be careful with your strength training and uh, probably some kind of mobility practice is going to be beneficial at some point just to avoid little nagging injuries. But uh, injury prevention, you definitely don't want to get hurt because that's going to throw off your performance more than anything. The second thing is the focus on calisthenics. And this one's a little bit more specific to the army physical fitness test or uh, anything, any kind of physical fitness test really, because they put for some reason, a big emphasis on like max sit-ups, max push-ups, max pull-ups, things like that. If that's at all, any part of your test, I do want to say you have to be specific, practice the max push-ups here and there, but uh, doing things weighted is going to help you a lot. So weighted push-ups, weighted pull-ups, weighted squats, you know, weighted sit-ups, do things not just for max reps, progress in weight and strength and things if you have the time and you're going to see a lot better performance than if you just do, you know, max sets all the time. The thing that really took my max pull-ups to the next level was doing weighted pull-ups. Even if, even when I could do only like five to 10 pull-ups body weight, adding weight and doing sets of one to three skyrocketed my pull-up numbers way more than doing max sets or sub-max sets with my body weight ever did. So getting that overall strength is super important and it makes your body weight feel way easier. So I had to throw that one in as a specific one because I think that is how you would apply the specificity principle I'm talking about to training. And the last one is specifically about running. And if you're training for something like a marathon or triathlon or a physical fitness test, your training is going to be really running heavy and probably conditioning heavy, especially as you get closer and closer. So my advice is, like I said before, you can improve conditioning and cardio pretty fast and you really don't want to get hurt. So load management is everything. Do not go too hard on running too soon or you will get hurt. I see it all the time. 
overuse injuries, nagging little injuries, and uh, aches and pains from running specifically because of all the impact it has. So, you know, it's something you have to gradually add in over time. It's something you have to build up on. Don't be frustrated if you can only run half a mile. Trust me, within two months of doing that consistently, as long as you're not getting hurt and you're progressing properly and managing your time and energy well, you're going to be able to you know, bump that up to several miles in no time and you're going to be way better at it. It's a very fast thing your body adapts to, especially if you're in good shape, uh, lean and healthy already. So don't go too hard too soon. Don't feel like because your running test is five miles or something or your marathon or half marathon is 13, 26 miles, you don't have to do that much right out the gate. You can start with three miles. You can, you know, only do a long run once a week. You can kind of add this in slowly, build up, and then uh, you're able to progress from there. So don't go too hard too soon. It's all about, for all of these things I talked about, it's about being specific it's also about managing your load properly because you only have so much recovery we can we can do and so much load we can handle. So be careful and um, manage your energy properly. And I guess that's really the things you need to consider. Um, hopefully this, I tried to keep this episode broad, right? It did end up a little longer than I thought it would. Um, it applies to a lot of things. If I was trying to get better at anything, it would be all about the same principles I talked about now. Um, any kind of competition, any type of thing you want to get specifically better at, these principles apply. You have to be specific. You have to manage your injury prevention. You have to manage your load. And um, there's ways to improve things specific to that event uh, without you know, wasting time and energy on other stuff. So hopefully you found this helpful. Hopefully this answered your question. If you were the guy that asked this one, I appreciate you reaching out. And if you guys have any questions on uh, fitness or nutrition or anything like that, you can reach out at stoltzfit.com slash contact and uh, we can work on it together. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host, and I will talk to you guys next time.